Hey, thanks for joining us today. I'm John Fuller, along with Aaron and Greg Smalley. And Aaron, there are couples who hit a crisis uh, or a tough season, and it either pushes them together or it tears them apart. Uh, How often do you see that there is an increased unity out of difficulty? I would say there's always potential for a crisis to draw a couple together. But I think it's key, you know, where are their hearts amidst it? Are they aware of how this thing is impacting them individually? Because sometimes, you know, hearts close and we we beeline out of there, we disconnect. But it's also looking at what type of crisis are we talking about? There's two that are identified, you know, an acute crisis where something suddenly happens and it's like a bomb went off, you know, an addiction is revealed. There's a death in the family. There's health issues. Something overwhelming um, happens and maybe one or both spouse are, are emotionally overwhelmed. Or there can be chronic crisis, mm. which is this is a longstanding marriage issue that has gone on for a long time. Maybe it's unaddressed conflict or the marriage has been sexless or there's been in-law issues and they just haven't talked about it and they've buried it. And I would say both have potential to bring that couple closer and, you know, based on how they handle it. And so often with a crisis comes a lot of emotion and grief. And again, it impacts the heart. Are we being intentional about crossing over and connecting through our grief and grieving together or maybe going in and seeing a licensed Christian counselor? Mm -hmm. I think of one couple I worked with years ago that they came in and they had been 18 years and they hadn't talked through what one spouse was really feeling. The wife actually felt like she could not bring things up Mm -hmm. to her husband and he had no idea. He thought she was telling him everything. But she was holding back because it didn't feel safe. And so after 18 years, they came in and they made such great progress because she was willing to be intentional about saying, Mm. I've been holding this stuff back and stuffing it, and it's just not working anymore. Mm. Because I always say it's never too late to write a new history. I appreciate that encouragement. And we're going to hear from a couple now who have gone through a very difficult ongoing series of uh, circumstances. It's been a season, a season after season for Jeff and Sarah Walton. Uh, Sarah was diagnosed with Lyme's disease, and uh, they had a lot of uh, really uh, challenging moments with that. And Jeff was working a very busy job. He was gone a lot. They were committed to growing through it all. And here's some of their story as they speak with Jim Daly. Let's get to that breaking point in your marriage that you highlight in your book. What was that moment, and how did you both feel emotionally and spiritually at that time? Yeah, well, I will say, I think this is actually one of my favorite chapters in the book is titled, You Can't Change Your Spouse's Heart. And <laughs> oh, let's say that again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. We all need to be reminded of that a lot. Um, it's like what we all try to do first thing. I know. Let me try to change That's you. That's definitely the natural response is we kind of think the other person's the problem in this situation. The only thing I'm always right about is that I always think I'm right. I mean, that is just the <laughs> natural instinct of man. But I remember sitting on the couch one day and we had part of our stories. Jeff had walked away from that job, which was an incredibly difficult situation. It was to the point where our family was in crisis. Um, our marriage was literally falling apart. We were barely communicating without crying together, like either anger or tears. And I remember sitting on the couch one day. We had just moved, left our home that we had sold, had downsized. We were in this smaller rental home. And there had been so many instances where I had felt so hurt 
when I was in literal crisis in, at our home and he would have to walk out. Mm. And I knew what I'd signed up for. It had been many, many years. I was really okay with it. I always told myself he'd be here if he could, but I know that he can't. But there were a handful of times where it was serious stuff that I felt really terrified that he'd be leaving. And so when he would leave and he would not be present with me to see what went down in the house and to see the hurt that I experienced, he would come home and I could try to explain it, but he had never been there in that really, really hard place. And so that started to kind of build up in me. I started to build little bits of resentment of like, he can't even experience what I've walked through. It's not fair that I'm the one bearing this burden. And so we were trying to work through it and I kept trying to explain to him, Jeff, this is how much I've felt hurt. This is how much it hurt when you walked out in that one instance. And every time we had a conversation, it was worse. <laughs> it was like, I kept trying to rephrase it, you know, how we women like to do. Um, and every conversation left, I think, just with more frustration. He was not understanding what I was trying to get him to grasp. I was just, I was angry, I was hurting, and I wanted him to be able to enter into my pain. And finally, one day, after many, many of these conversations, I felt the Lord just pressed on me, Sarah, stop looking to Jeff for your comfort and for your satisfaction and start turning to me. And I, it was a sacrifice. I really wanted him. I felt like, but Lord, don't to have a good marriage. Don't we have to be on the same page? Doesn't he have to somewhat understand? Mm -hmm. And it was like, he said, that is my job is to work on Jeff's heart. I want you to come to me first. And so I started praying. I started bringing the hurt that I felt to the Lord. I started to realize how much Christ was the only one that was in that room with me during those really scary times. Even if Jeff had been there, only Christ knew what it felt like to be in me, to be yeah. a woman, to be dealing with what I was dealing with. And he's ultimately the only one that can truly comfort me. Sarah, I'm thinking of the women that are hearing what you're saying, but they find that step really too difficult. Yeah. Because it's easier in many ways emotionally mm -hmm. to have somebody in front of you that you can blame, yeah. that you can go after. You know, Jeff's not stepping up. Right. There's lots of justification in mm -hmm. what you're expressing there. Yeah. And I think the question on their behalf, if I can ask it this way, is how do you get from point A to point B? I mean, the Lord spoke to your heart and said, lean on me. That's mm -hmm. profound. Yeah. I don't want to miss that. But I'm thinking of that poor wife who you know is struggling to make mm -hmm. that transition yeah what would you say to her how would yeah. you counsel her how do you let go mm -hmm. of that very natural mm -hmm. person you know yeah. that person yeah. in front of you who you could blame yep and then say god i gotta give it to you and then actually right. let it go yeah well i'd say it's not an overnight thing i you know it's all of this is a one step forward two steps back you know we're we're wanting to grow in it, but we're never going to do it perfectly. But I think the reason I got to that point is you come down to the question of if I can't change my spouse, what, where do I go then? What, what is my option here? If this is not working, which mm -hmm. typically it does not work um, to keep harping on your spouse to try to get them to understand something. It's not that you don't communicate it. It was still important for me to have the conversation with Jeff and say, this is how I'm feeling. But I was putting my hope in him, and that's where the difference was. And Excellent. so that yeah. what is what I would say to that woman is it's not that you stop pursuing that connection and communication. It's that you realize, am I putting my ultimate hope in my husband understanding me, 
because he'll never be able to do that perfectly, no matter how amazing of a husband he is. They're, we're always going to fail each other. So I think it's, what is my ultimate goal? Is it to truly be known? Well, the Lord is the only one that can really fully know me. And when I'm bringing those burdens to him, it actually frees me up to yeah. stop trying to get Jeff to fill what he can't fill. It's brilliant. It's actually freedom for me that I have an outlet to the Lord rather than trying to beat him over the head over and over to try to get something that he was not, never made to fully meet for me. Well, in many ways, we're, we're at a point where we started, which is that idea of expectations again. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. the expectation that Jeff could meet that need, mm-hmm. and he was incapable. Yeah. Many of us men are incapable in that moment. I empathize yeah. with you, Jeff. Like, what do I do? <laughs> I don't know what to do. Yeah. Um, and that's a scary place for men to be because we're about fixing the problem. Yeah. And when we don't have an answer, we go into our shell. Exactly. And we avoid you. Right. Well, that's that's <laughs> yeah. what's amazing is when I, I think that was the most, that's why this is my favorite chapter, because as I started to bring all of the burdens and the hurt I was feeling more consistently to the Lord, I had no idea that Jeff was doing the same, that God started to stir in Jeff's heart to start asking him, how do I understand Sarah? How do I help grow her? How do I see her hurt? And so he was working on us separately but he was actually healing our marriage, but individually. It was just amazing to see God's hand in that. And I think it was, it began with me needing to relinquish what I wanted to have control yeah. over. All right, Greg, well, following up on Sarah's comments about needing to stop uh, looking to Jeff for her comfort, how can our listener find peace even if they don't find a receptivity in their spouse? I would so encourage you to focus on Isaiah 26, 3 and 4. Okay. By really meditating, read this passage over and over and over and over again, because it says this, you will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on you, because he trusts in you, trust in the Lord forever, for in Yah, the Lord, is everlasting strength. So let me unpack that a little bit. So again, your question was, how can someone really still find peace even if their spouse's heart isn't changing? And what I love about this passage from Isaiah is it's saying you will be kept in perfect peace, not just peace, but perfect peace if your mind is stayed on the Lord. The word stayed simply means to linger or to wait in order to experience something. So Part of how I can find peace in difficult times or if I'm frustrated within my marriage or if I'm hoping Aaron will do this or that is really by going to the Lord, meditating, lingering, waiting, praying to him, Mm -hmm. staying in his presence, and then crying out for his strength, as it says in that verse, his everlasting strength. And again, it's just not strength. It's everlasting Mm -hmm. strength. And so where I get the power and the strength to continue to wait is by really entering into his presence and just lingering, not making my own decisions, but really crying out and saying, God, here's my question. Here's my cry. Here's my lament. Here's what's going on. I know you care. And now I'm going to linger there Mm. until I really feel like I'm hearing you. And that's hard for me to do. I want immediate answers. I want the quick, okay, and now I know what to do, versus that discipline of going, what, what does it look like in my life mm-hmm. during this season to where I'm waiting patiently to linger 
on what God wants me to do. And I think the more that we do that, you know, God provides. He'll give us that manna that we need for today, that strength that comes from that. How long that takes, how long we have to be there, I wish I knew. Because yeah. that's that's a hard season. And so I think that's a big part of the peace that we can find is in him. But because God created us as relational beings, man, that's when you need your safe, trusted friends who are cheering on your marriage, who will give you strength, who will come help you and whatever that looks like. But I think those two things, really learning how to linger in God's presence and making sure that you've reached out to your community and asking them for that prayer and for that help. We can stay in that season for a long time. No idea how long that sort of a season will need to last, yeah. but but I know God is a miracle worker, mm-hmm. and th- that's that's how we can find that peace. Got it. Good insights, and I so appreciate the transparency that we heard from Jeff and Sarah Walton. Uh, they've captured a lot of their uh, story and their perspectives, biblical perspectives, in a terrific book. It's called Together Through the Storms. And if you or a couple you know is going through a challenging season, this is a really encouraging resource. Uh, We've got it here at the ministry, and we'll send it to you. We would ask that you make a donation of any amount to support the work of Focus on the Family. Put some fuel in our engine, and uh, together with Focus, let's do ministry to couples worldwide through this podcast, through a variety of other resources. Make a donation today and get the book. We've got the details in the show notes. And if you're in a really serious spot, check out our Hope Restored Marriage Intensives. They are phenomenal getaways for couples who are just not in a good place. They can be life-changing for you, and I want to encourage you to look for the details online. We'll put a link in the show notes as well to Hope Restored. You'll hear more from Jeff and Sarah Walton next time. For now, on behalf of Greg and Aaron Smalley and our entire team, thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast. Hi, I'm Dr. Greg Smalley. And I'm Erin Smalley. Marriage is an amazing gift from God, but it can also be a challenge sometimes. That's right. We could all use a little guidance. And that's why we started our podcast, Crazy Little Thing Called Marriage. We talk about things like recognizing conflict cycles, dealing with stress, and how to grow your love each day. Listen at crazylittlethingcalledmarriage.com or wherever you get your podcasts. We can't wait to see you there.